Hi everyone! Thank you everyone for joining us, Evie Unbounded. And today I have amazing guests. I always have amazing guests at We Elisa. I am so blessed. I always forget how lucky I am. But uh, it's another, it's, you know, she's actually a YPO sister. And we are in this little YPO group that I'm so happy to be part of. And I'm actually going to see her coming up for dinner. And I literally just saw her this week. So it was perfect that she's on my podcast today and she's supposed to visit me in person i even try to brag like try to like make her come over for the studio because i offer both a drink for her but she doesn't feel so she doesn't feel so well today but if she still look beautiful so i'm gonna work on my guest vanessa hi vanessa hi evie thank you for having me i'm so sad i can't be with you in person but um thank you for just having me on the podcast being such a great energy that I met in YPO um, and so honored to be here with you. Well, Vanessa, you know what you miss. I don't want to tease you, but you know, oh if God, you come here, you're so going to have fun. <laughs> oh my so God. Vanessa and I, we both love food and we love Asian food. So Boba is one of those things that we never wanted to miss. So like I said earlier, the way I'm like trick her to come over is I will get you a Boba. But since now we can, we can we schedule the Boba next time. Yes, yeah. we'll just have our Boba date separately. Yes. So mm -hmm. Vanessa, tell us about your company, Kabucha at Health Aid. I, yeah. I, I'm just going to go straight to it because I actually love kombucha because I'm trying to be healthy. I know I don't look like it. Nope, I'm going to take that back because your word is so powerful. I'm trying to be healthy and um, I try to cut off food that is not serve me the best interest. So kombucha is one of those things that I get to love and enjoy. And your company is actually, a, and I say forerunner because, or maybe me, because I just start getting into the health, fitness, wellness, you know, industry. So now I notice all the kapuja, all the wellness drinks, but I know your company be, was way, well, at least way ahead of all the people now focus on wellness, right? So when did you start the company? Yeah, um, I'm glad you're into it. We started in 2012. So um, I'm the co-founder of Health Aid Kombucha, and we were one of the first ones really out there on the national level. Um, it's interesting because the category of kombucha is over a billion dollars in the U.S., um, but you're right. There's not a lot of people who really like know about it yet. Like It hasn't hit um, the mainstream, but how me and my co-founders got into it we just are lovers of business. We wanted to call something our own. We were trying to come from a place of what's the pain? What's the problem we're trying to solve? Mm -hmm. And a little known fact is that we were trying to actually cure hair loss um, from- What? It wasn't, um, I know. So I don't, I don't even think you know this about our no. story. Uh, well, 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 one thing is, one thing is um, for my audience, because I think this is an interesting fad, and then this also like empower like girlfriends about because you know my show is all about empower women you started this with your them boyfriend well your boyfriend then now husband and your best friend right so well, um other way around so i started with my best friend, friend? and okay. her now husband. yeah so, oh, it was, so but you got like but the best friends best friends and then they are now husband and then they wow. um 
he's obviously become a very close friend of mine too probably my closest guy friend yeah and yeah you're right and like it's always like Dinah's you know sister from another mister for me so yeah. I would say the better success of health aid is that not only are they still married and as strong as ever but we're still best friends and so it's just a co-founding relationship that has not only lasted through like the you know create a strong brand but even stronger afterwards too so yeah. um, I'm so proud about that and I definitely um, want to talk about that because how you and your girlfriend come well you're going to get to that like how, how you come up with the idea and you were saying it was actually about hair loss and and you know, I thought it was just me because I wasn't focused on or pay attention to wellness, but you're right. I mean, when you started Health A, I don't think kombucha was that popular, right? I mean, it, is it, it, wasn't. Okay. it okay. wasn't at all. Um, it's probably a very undercover product that people on the like very early curve of health and wellness would be mm -hmm. in the know about but definitely not the way it is today. Um, and when we started, um, Justin, the male of our trio, he actually came home mm -hmm. um, one day and he was so distraught because his hairdresser said he was going to be bald by 30 years old. Mm -hmm. And we thought that was a huge opportunity, right? The pain and problem of so many people around the globe. Um, and he happened to work for a hair loss company at the time. He said, look, this is a huge issue, a huge problem. If we can create an all natural solution wow will really be like solving a big issue so we had anecdotally heard about kombucha to help with hair loss so we started brewing kombucha in our kitchen um putting the culture on justin's head to really see if it's going to help his hair regrow seriously oh wow yeah it was a whole, whole other life um and we would oh actually give away the kombucha so we would give it to our friends or family because we didn't need the beverage. We are just, that was a byproduct because we just cared about the hair loss product. And so, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're like, okay, we're not clinicians. We're not going to be running a, you know, double blind placebo controlled trial. We don't have the funds to do that. Why don't we just bottle the beverage? All our friends and family said it tasted great. So why don't we just bottle it, sell at the farmer's market, We'll make some money back over the summer and then we'll move on to another business, whatever that may be. Wait, is this your first business? What was your background? Because this is really entrepreneur like mine and chemist almost, you know? Yeah. So um, it was our first business, all three of us. And oh, wow. um, my background is in science and biochemistry. My um, co-founder, oh. she has a background in biochemistry and nutrition. And mm -hmm. Justin, he's a musician, but I think the trait that all three of us share is this kind of entrepreneurial spirit around, well, if the, we can't get in through this door, we're going to go in through the window and we're going to mm -hmm. try and pivot and make it work and figure out, you know, the next forward step um, that's best for the business. And we just love this idea of building. And so that's kind of where we all really came together aside from our friendship and then um that's how we really started with health aid is from a hair loss to health aid and then we started to sell the beverage in the farmer's markets yeah. we started selling out um that first market in march 2012 with our first ever bottle sold and 11 years ago and we kept on selling out every weekend at the farmer's markets and then um that's how we got our start that's amazing because I, even before I got into the wellness industry, because, you know, as I get older, I'm like, shoot, I better, you know, I better watch my health. I better start getting into it. And, 
And you know, coffee shop, when you go to any aisle, when you go Trader Joe, when you go to a supermarket, and it doesn't even have to be, you know, like the wellness supermarket. Like it's so easy to find your product. It is everywhere. And then the local, I always remember it. And in fact, when we first met, you know, we were talking about get to know each other. And then when you told me you were the co-founder for Hell A, I was like, wait, what is that? And they said the kapucha with the, and then I was like, you would know it's the local. And I was like, oh my God, that's yours. Yes, I, of course I know your product because I bought it. And mm -hmm. it was so accessible. You're right. So I, I can't believe you first started in farmer's market and now is everywhere. It literally is everywhere. Yeah, I mean, like the only uh, the easiest way that we knew to get our product out to market was go to the farmer's market because that's where we shop. Mm -hmm. And we were so um, green and just um, not knowledgeable about how to distribute food, how to distribute beverages. We didn't know about distributors. And so we had to learn that over time. Um, but I think what really gave us that push was in addition to the entrepreneurial spirit, like me, Dana and Justin, we just share this tenacity to want to push it. And so like for me, like there is no answer beyond winning. And so mm -hmm. to me, I'm like, okay, how do we become in all the Whole Foods? How do we become the kombucha of Air One? How do we get placed in like all the targets around the US? So yeah, it was like the spirit of like winning and grit and pushing forward. And I think that really formed our culture of, of a whole company of people who wanted to win and win in the way that was aligned to our brand and what mm -hmm. we were and push forward this idea of wellness and high quality kombucha. So it was very much like a shared mission across our whole company. And you know what? I, I'm like impressed with you even more. The fact that I was, I was going to ask your background because, you know, when we connected, we always wanted to have that connection. We, we kind of skipped the, you know, mm -hmm. the business side of it, right? I mean, we never talk about what we do for work. Maybe we should, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we passed that point. So I didn't know, like, this was actually your first business. So, you know, because the company is so successful, I would, and then this is me assuming, right? Like, I would think that you have business finance background and this is probably your second or third company to came, like, with a company so powerful and strong. But I think this is very inspirational and inspire others. It's like, don't say you can't do something just because finding excuses like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not a salesperson. I'm not a marketing person. I mean, your background was like science, you know? And from there, yeah. you started this. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I mean, like, um, yeah, it was our first business. And you know, I think about kind of your, like EV Unbounded, right? It's kind of like there are, no boundaries once you really put your mind to something like when I you know when you say that because when I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs that are kind of stuck it's like they're not like able to move forward they're not able to take that first step and with us it was more of this like I wouldn't even say courage maybe like ignorant bliss a little bit around yeah. like what we don't know right and right so excited and adrenaline pumping around what we could create, what we might create. But it was this like combination of ignorant bliss, like youthful energy, but also like excitement around like what we could build. 
Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, it was always like, wow, we could have impact on gut health if like someone really, you know, drinks this for their gut health benefit, right? Like yeah. to know that and feel that and even hear consumer feedback was so powerful time after time. So like that really started to fuel the why behind what we did. And how you even like from to scale so fast, you know, I mean, 10 years from farmer's market to now, literally you can find it everywhere. And then when I say it, find it everywhere is even when I go to like a small store, like a, like a small, uh, uh, like cafeteria, like when I even go to cafeteria or even just an airport when they have selling good, they always have your product. They have how a as one of the selection for their drinks. So mm -hmm. I also understand how it is, you know, it's, it's a trick, not trick, but there's a process to actually have your product to, 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 to be displayed to sell in the store. So from farmer's market to now, it's very accessible to a lot of supermarket and um, I, I don't know what you call this, like cafe, health cafe, to yeah, carry yeah. your product. So that's amazing. Like how that even made that jump from here to there and just expand yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, well, a couple of things probably went into that, but first and foremost, the team, right? Because like there was farmer's markets, very small scale. And then even like some of these small mom and pop shops, a little small scale. But once we started to go into larger distribution, larger grocery, um, like now you can find us in over 50,000 stores around yep. the US, which is a lot, um, like you mentioned. But I really have to attribute that to the team because the team, even though we started with our own brand and culture as founders, the team embodied so much of that energy to just want to go out like push down walls, push down mountains to make sure there was like, we got the most distribution we could. And then once we were there, I would say focus really helped us because you don't get to go into like Evie's cafe unless yeah. you have a strong selling story to warrant you being there, right? So like we had this insane focus on wanting our velocity, basically how often you sell your product in a store. We just wanted it to be the best. So we put a lot of resources to make sure we supported the stores, make sure that if we didn't sell well, we knew why. And that selling story of strong velocity aligned to the consumer helped us carry momentum into every store thereafter. So um, th there was that. And then also, you know, we had a really quality product that people kept on coming back to because I think they trusted what we made yes. good after it, right? So it was really the proof was in the kombucha. Um, yeah. and so they kept on coming back for that. No, it's true because I, I can give you my feedback on it because I drink kombucha. So if I can't, like, I know if I get your kombucha, I know I will like it. So like it, it's, it's consistent. Um, it's, it's been on forever, right? So it's like, it can't go bad. It, yeah. it can't be wrong. So yeah. So it's easy as a consumer, if I just, I just need something like healthy to drink and, and then I don't want soda, I don't want coffee, um, just no matcha, I want something cold on the run and then I can always find your drink everywhere. It's very accessible. And then if there was other kombucha or a similar um, beverage, at least I know this is something I trust. 
So I yeah. love it. Yeah. And not because you're my friend. <laughs> this yeah. is before I know you were the co-founder. Yeah. I mean, seriously, ask Vanessa. Well, Vanessa's here. I mean, I didn't even know when we first met for dinner. I have no idea. So, yeah, 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 totally. Well, no, trust is a big deal because that when we did consumer studies, trust mm -hmm. was constantly said back to us like we trust the quality of what yes it's consistent exactly so how is it like to work with your best friend because i always told do not work or get into business with your best friend or with your friend no it just don't get into business with your friend but you didn't just go into business with your friend you actually go into business with your best friend and you two are still best friend how is it like to work with your best friend you know i i have to say it's always been fairly Seamless and you know, obviously we had our ups and downs, but I think at the heart of it, there was this care for each other that we knew we never wanted to screw each other over ever on any type of interaction or transaction. Oh. We knew that we cared about each other's well-being. So like mental health, like whatever problem we're tackling, when one person was feeling down, we knew like we could feel it and we talked about it. And we had the ability to sense that and lift each other up which, you know, oh, is beautiful really in a friendship. And then, you know, you are going to encounter issues, disagreements, how you view certain things. And sometimes they're really tough conversations. And I feel like we never let things fester. We never let things become resentful. We never let things become like a bigger issue than it had to be. We just dealt with it head on, even though at the time it feels like a tough thing to go through. So, um, and because of that, we always did things in the perspective of what's best for the business. It was never mm. like a personal agenda, really. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, you may think this, I may think this, Justin may think this, but what is best for the business factually, just if we lay it all out, right? Um, and so that's where we always kind of landed. And, you know, we, we worked through our communication. We always had to, it was a discipline to work on it. It's just mm -hmm. like a relationship, right? Um, and so I, I'm really proud to say we got through the, the hard parts um, and we're stronger for it. No, that's when you get always knew that communication and how you guys view on things had to be the best for the company. I mean, do you guys learn that from somewhere? How you guys came to that? Um, well, I think the heart of it, like we also, like we did care about the business. Like it was all of our first babies, like all of our first business, all of our first like real baby, if you will. Yeah, and, yeah. I um, know because you just have two little ones. You, yeah. you, you have like one, one year old, one is three, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know how you do it, <laughs> but and yes. so, um, And we also knew that if we infuse our emotional, personal agenda into the conversation, it starts to become very defensive in conversations. And that's only through personal experience, right? So obviously we had those ten tense moments, but then we had to like back up and say like, all right, it's getting really tense. What's gonna be like the best way to the outcome, right? And so it was with that idea that it was like, what's best for the business then, right? So something like that. And it was learned over time. Right, hold on, I'm gonna get a sip of the coffee. I <laughs> no matcha. Oh, so now nice. I'm coughing. You know, that was a really good skill that I think what you were saying, because I think a lot of time, even business owner, when they have partner, um, it's almost like a marriage, right? So I think the open communication, deal with it, 
don't build resentment. It's, it's, it applies to any relationship. It applies to your family relationship, your romantic relationship, friendship, and business. So I think that's a really good advice that you were saying. And you're right, it's, it's, it's really hard, right? Because a lot of time you take it personally, so you just have to step back and really think what is the, what's the common goal here? And and for all of all three of you, this is the first baby, like as your baby is only three and one. And talk about that, how you survive, how are you doing this? How did you like balance everything? Oh my God. Well, I have to say when I started Health Aid, that was 12 years ago, right? And so mm -hmm. I was kind of like, it felt like I was a different person. Like I was, in my 20s I felt like I had all this energy and like I don't I don't know how I would have started a business at that time I know many women do but um thankfully when I had my kids the team at Health Aid was so strong like like grade A team like I could really feel comfortable with setting and delegating things so that mm -hmm. I could take time with my kids and then also like Health Aid was at a scale that felt comfortable where like you know it's not a newborn needing life it, it was like maybe a high school student needing direction if you will mm -hmm. you know um oh that's a good yeah. good discussion <laughs> I like that the high school need direction yes yeah 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 so like but you know I, I will say when I did have them I needed to make choices right like I couldn't be the same person I was pre-baby and I say that because you know, I used to work a lot and I like after hours, like I had to really oh. have trade-offs around boundaries and like calls and like making sure I took time for myself and mm -hmm. uh, making sure that I didn't do emails on, right? Like just things that I could still be present for the kids, but also present for the business. And it forced me to either um, delegate things more, be a little bit more rigorous in terms of um, boundaries and calendar scheduling. Mm -hmm. And it, it actually, I think, made me stronger as a leader because there was only so much time to be decisive. And so, you know, you had to get done what you had to get done during that time. You know what? That's a good reminder. I, I, I think that's the problem. Well, at least that's what I run into, right? And I'm still working on it to set a boundary. And then because we get so busy with so many things and and also with our family because we want to be there for our kids and be present. So it's, it's, it's really, I'm working on setting the balance and then to balance my life. And then also to set boundary and self-care. I think a lot of time it's just, I, at least for me, because there's so many things going on, I feel like I have to see which fire is more near. Yeah. Then by the time I finish everybody or I took care of the fire was going on, I'm exhausted. And then, and then, so I kind of like, didn't think about, well, it's not like I didn't think about like, by the time it gets to me, it's almost like right. the time is up. Yeah. yeah, it's like on an airplane when they say put on your oxygen mask first. It's like you need to you need to be pre like good and whole for everything else to thrive too. Yeah. No, exactly. Thank you. I mean, this is this is why we 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 have this conversation because a lot of the time we need to remind each other. You know, it just when yeah. days start, it just gets so busy. I mean, I'm sure your days start really busy too. How you start your day? What's your per like? What's your average day like? Well, um, you know, it's changed a lot since I exited the business in March. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I would say like now it's um, I try to be really intentional about the things I put my energy toward. 
Um, I am very lucky in that we, you know, I exited the business and I'm able to spend time with the kids and really put energy toward the things I care about. But usually my day is like, okay, get up. Um, I try and do a couple like uh, what I'm grateful for intention setting for the day. And then it's like, okay, get the kids ready, get the kids out, like fed, changed, um, ready for the day, get them to school, like get my three-year-old to school. Um, and then I spend a lot of time like with entrepreneurs. So I'm either advising. So I'm on like a lot of coaching calls for them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm listening to new businesses in terms of their investment pitches as an angel investor. Um, and I'm really trying to be intentional about carving out time to brainstorm about, you know, my next professional step. So mm -hmm. um, I think we all know we can't be creative, a flip of a switch. So I'm trying to be intentional about uh, what it means to like have a whiteboarding session or a brainstorming session. Um, and I'm trying to move every day. So like whatever that means. So um, Pilates, um, Peloton, um, just movement and gaining, gain, gaining strength um, mm -hmm. is important to me now so um by that time it's like basically five and then yeah um, the kids. you know my son's back at home and then I I call five to eight p.m like crazy time because you have to like get the kids fed get them to bed all the things and then then you have like two hours until to yourself before mm -hmm. you go to bed right so like in that time I try and reconnect with my husband catch up with the day and all that stuff Oh, wow. I mean, it, it's, it's so fulfilled when you were talking about your day it is like as pack, you know, just always didn't go away. And, yeah. and I think that's, that's, that is, it's like a lot of other entrepreneurs, like women entrepreneurs that I talk to, they all share a similar schedule. It is crazy. And, and, you know, when they really get to themselves, they almost have to be very intentional how they spend their time and their energy yeah. because you only have so much, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what would be your next, uh, what we, have you think about what would be your next project or next yeah. you wanted to do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good, um, a good thought. Um, I've done, so I have a whole list of businesses I'm interested in starting. Okay. Um, and I say that from like, what's the pain that I've encountered, right? So a lot of them span like product related businesses to um, more like coaching and digital related businesses. But, you know, just what I realized is that, you know, I'm fairly young and I still have a lot more to give and I really get excited about building. And so yeah. I do want to build something again. And I really do enjoy giving back to female founders, Asian American founders and, really trying to be be a sounding board for emerging entrepreneurs that I never felt I had in that beginning time period. Sure, I had yeah. my founders, but I never had anyone outside of that that I felt I could I could really lean on. Um oh believe me. And that was so important. That would have saved I, I would say that would save a lot of uh they would make things easier on the journey, right? When you have yeah. a good advisor or sounding board, yeah, with the experience. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So um so that's really where I'm thinking about my next step is how to create a like an ecosystem for entrepreneurs in that way. And then what also exciting to me is now that I do have kids, I feel like a lot I encounter a lot of kid problems. Like, for example, um, I want to be able to teach my kids what it means 
to really value the entrepreneurial spirit, what it means to mm, value and yeah. really be like, a, like financially savvy, but like, how do school you teach doesn't that? teach that? Yeah. School does not teach that stuff. And yeah. I'm like, okay, crazy. So, you know, I think there's an ability to like create some type of um, social impact business, not a nonprofit, but like a business that like creates like this system for kids to learn something like that, but also, um, give back to kids who may not be as privileged to like buy into some of some of those programs or whatnot. So like, I'm definitely interested. Like I have energy there. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do know is I want to be able to still have the freedom to, to choose and not feel like a slave to my business. So I, mm-hmm. I definitely want to live a life fulfilled still mm-hmm. um, and, and really curate that day to day in my calendar. What would you be the thing that you you think is important to for you right now, the next project, right? Because you were saying you want <clears throat> social impact. You want to make sure you don't slave into one to the job, right? To to this thing you're gonna create. What else is the other important thing that you know with your experience and with your life journey that would be something that you wouldn't want to give up or something is important hmm. to you? Um, well, I definitely, I mean, I've gleaned a lot of experience from health aid, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. I have 11 years of building and then just war stories in that way. And so that's where I really want to impart either, um, like a sounding board for other entrepreneurs, like a coaching community or really oh, I like- totally see you doing that. They would love yeah, to have okay, you. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So like, I feel like I would want to be in that space and you know, I'm already in that space for some entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. so I want to be able to proliferate that and see how I can really cultivate that side um and because it's fulfilling to me to be able to see brands grow and you know support other entrepreneurs in their journey because I'm very much yeah. about forward and what that means for you know anyone yeah no thank you that's a that's really that's what we need and you know especially for a female founder we need more of them. And then, and then this is the reason why this is, I do this podcast, right? Because mm-hmm. I wish somebody else would tell me, or I wish I would have a sounding board. Because um, a lot of time when we go into this journey, it can be very lonely and we don't really have people that we can talk to and, and help, right? So yeah, yeah, that's a big deal. So uh, yeah. what, what would be the, uh, I, I always ask all my guests when they're on the show, like, looking back with all the doing the just journey and where you are today like what would be what was the what was the most challenging thing when you built hell a hmm money really i mean like i'll say like the biggest like superficial thing was money and i say that because we were growing so fast we constantly needed to support the growth through fundraising um but i would say really it was like the mental fortitude each day to just bring it right so like um you know how you're able to fight all the fires that happen in a business right which you know but then also have the mental fortitude to think through okay what needs to happen in six months what needs to happen in a year to really achieve the vision that we want to achieve um and it's like bringing that all together for the team to just be focused and marching in the same direction. Um, and I think that 
it's that because bad days are going to happen, right? It's how you pick yourself up. It's how you keep on moving forward. And like uh, that was an important piece. It's like building that mental strength to really keep on going. That was like an ongoing challenge. Yeah. And then I think, I think everybody, you know, cause obviously the company became so successful. And then I think a lot of time when people from outside looking in, didn't see the challenge, right? Did was like, she must have this, or she must have the skill to be able to get where she's at, or it seemed like there was no challenge at all. And then, so what you're saying is, and I think it's really nice for the audience to know they're always going to be challenged, but it's how yeah. you take it from there, you have to build a mental strength, right? So to yeah, handle, totally. to go do, adapt. So what yeah. would be the advice you would give to the younger self of you, you know, if yeah. you know what you know now, and, you know, what would you tell the 20 year old Vanessa <laughs> who was thinking yeah. about doing this? I think I would say like, cause a lot of it is imposter syndrome, right? That like popped in, like, can I do this? Like, do I got this? Like. Um, so it's like that type of building the mental strength to actually do the thing I needed to do. So I think I would tell my younger self, like, you got this, like, believe in yourself, like, trust your gut. Um, you may second guess yourself, but just keep on this path, you know? Um, well, I would also tell her wear sunscreen and also drink water, but, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, I would, also, I would just say like, have that confidence to know, you know? And I, I'm so... Like it's, 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 you and I both fit the same thing, the imposter syndrome, because mm -hmm. I think even now, 20 years later, I still have that sometimes. It's still creeping in yeah, sometimes. Totally. And you just have to like really remind yourself that like, you got this, you got this. And like all, everything yeah. you just said, trust your gut, you know, and, and believe in it. You have to believe in it. So when you really believe in something, it was going to work. Yeah. I 100% agree. And like, it's that type of belief that leads to manifestation and like ultimately gets you what you desire and like what you envision. But like, you know, just that inner anxiety does it like you can help avoid that if you just really trust your gut. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much, Vanessa. You and I speak the same language. That's what I always uh, say, you know, and it's funny. We both have that imposter syndrome where, you know, we have to work through that. So thank you. Yeah, but, thank you so much, Evie. And then I hope you feel better. And oh my God, poor you. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry that I look like I'm like rubbing my nose all the time. You know, the good thing about Zoom, it was like, it's all filter, so we make it blurry, so it's fine. Yeah. And your nose okay. do not look bad at all, okay. I promise. Cool. And I would bring you boba next time. We would definitely oh my have gosh. a boba date. We definitely need a boba date. Yes, so, yes. But thank uh, you for showing up today. So hopefully you get better. Thank you so much for having me. I, and then we're done. See, that was easy. Oh, that was just having okay, a conversation. Cool. Right? So I told you. That's like two girlfriends talking. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's why the only people on my podcast are like, you know, my girlfriend. So it's going it. be fine. And then just, it's just, it's also a way to giving back, right? It's yeah. Like, but other other female entrepreneur or young girl, they wanted to start something like everything you said. I'm sure that's a lot of what young people are going to do. I mean, I know I went through the same thing as you did, and then I honestly imposter syndrome. I still have that, you know. So yeah, I, I get it. I know. Remind myself, and I'm 46. I still oh my have gosh. that. 
I feel like I would have told my that myself that too when I was dating, right? Like, oh like, yeah, 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 dating too. Like, wait, it's like, oh, why are you going after that toxic relationship? You know, I don't like, know. Don't I tell me, tell me. You need to tell me because I'm single. I'm still going to do that sometimes. So. <laughs> well, it's just like I totally like. Well, I as a Virgo, I feel like I was always very guarded, very shielded, and I was just like in toxic relationship because I didn't wait, like how believe, how you know. No, but that should be the opposite. I, I, I'm i like a free, I'm like a, I'm all about the plate. So I go into it without seeing the red flag. When people oh. say, where are the red flag and green flag? I'm like, what, what red flag? You know, I'm the opposite <laughs> of you. So I would think yours would be fine because you be cautious. I'm just like, yeah. Well, I think it was that combined with my insecurities. Like I said, you know, as a younger girl, it's like, oh God, insecurities plus imposter syndrome plus like being guarded. I feel like I never found a real relationship, you know? Oh, uh, like, okay. Like, strong, right? And so, yeah, yeah. Fun, whatever. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Okay. Cause yeah. yeah, we still end up in the same. Yeah. Got it. It's okay. We got it. We'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, days, Vanessa. Hopefully you feel better. Thank you so much. And I hope to see you on Wednesday. I'll definitely try and make it. Yes. Okay. See okay. you. Hopefully. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye.